1: Visit livenation.com slash concertweek to learn more and plan your summer with
2: Shawn Paul, some 41, 30 seconds from Mars, oh, and two-door cinema club. Right here, right now. Find your beautiful new floor at Right Rug Flooring. Choose from thousands of in-stock styles ready for next day installation and all backed by the right price guarantee. Visit rightrug.com. That's R-I-T-E-R-U-G.com today to schedule a free in-home estimate or to find a location near you.
4: Hello, this is Let's Talk About Myths, baby. And I am your host, Liv, hoping I sound somewhat closer to normal today. But thankfully, I am here with a conversation episode. This was recorded before I got COVID, so my voice should sound pretty normal. It was recorded a little while back now, actually, as you will hear in the episode, because we are talking about. Hercules, but not just any version of Hercules. And I am saying Hercules, but we will get into it. We are talking about the new novel, Herc. So I spoke with Phoenicia Rogerson, the author of Herc. And I was so excited about this because my favorite thing about Greek myth is how absurd and silly it is. And I feel like that is such an underused concept in the greater realm of mythology and retellings specifically. But Herc is doing that. It is using the story of Hercules in all of its ridiculousness and really running with it. Phoenicia and I had such a fun conversation. The episode is as silly and chaotic as Hercules, Heracles, and I think, (laughs) I mean, it works. It was so much fun. We just kind of chatted about everything to do with Herc Um, So it is, you know, I would say there's spoilers for the book, but not if you know the myths. So if you've been listening to my show forever, you know what we're going to talk about. You are good to go. We're just talking about every single thing that happens to Hercules and kind of what Phoenicia did with it, whether or not, you know, it made it into this epic book. It's just so much fun. We had a brilliant time. And frankly, I still have... A pretty strong case of COVID brain, uh, so bear with me on this introduction, (laughs) and please just sit back and enjoy this absolutely ridiculous, such fun conversation about just how silly Hercules is. I mean, honestly, like, the crab, the cancer crab, is just my life source, and uh, he is not missed in this episode. Conversations, Eat Pray Club, Comedy Meets Hercules with Venetia Rogerson. But your publicist emailed me, and the copy on your book. Sold me within, like, three seconds. Like, I don't think I've ever replied to a publicist's email faster. Like, truly. Okay, this should be the story of Hercules, his 12 labors, his endless adventures, everyone's favorite hero, right? Well, it's not. This is the story of everyone else. Alcmini, Herc's mother. She has knives everywhere. (laughs) Hylas, Herc's first friend. They were more than friends. Megara, Herc's wife. She'll tell you about their marriage. Eurystheus oversaw Herc's labors he never asked for the job his friends his enemies his wives his children his lovers his rivals his gods his victims it's time to hear their stories there's a little bit more but it was that bullet point list that I was like oh my god I'm so excited
5: yeah because I when I was first writing it I was trying to do it in like single point of view because I love the first person and I will be torn away from it with knives um but then I was like oh but everyone he loves dies (laughs) No, I can't do that um and I got to a couple of the characters and two of the the two that made me do it like this are both on that list which are Megara and Eurystheus. and both of them were like absolutely not I am telling this bit in my voice here we go
4: (laughs) I just love that so much so like okay I've jumped us ahead in that and just reading that because I had to. But like, why did you want to write this book? Like, it's so specific, but also like it's it sounds very different from a lot of the retellings these days. And not to say, you know, that any is better or worse because all the retellings have been awesome. But like that it is very specifically different, I think. So like, what were you wanting to do?
5: I mean, for the like, for the very base it's because I have wanted to read this book since I was like eight I have since we got an internet connection (laughs) I have been trying to find this book I'm like why isn't there a book with all of the Hercules stories in them I really want them and then I started looking at them and I was like oh that's why it's because they're a giant chronological mess (laughs) yeah um but then part of it is my general inability to keep a straight face over the course of a hundred thousand words. Oh, I know this feeling. You can't do it. Yep. It, like, um, and I don't because Huck is such a bad dude. So much for the time. I think if you treated it really strictly with a very straight face, that book is awful to read. You are miserable from start to finish. <laughs> You're like murder, 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 assault, murder, murder. <laughs> Um, so I think it's really necessary to have these beats of people being humans in the middle of all of the big adventures and murder, um, cause otherwise you get lost in it and you'll, and then you lose all of the impact of all of the really bad stuff. Cause it just stays at this level of everything is terrible when, you know, Hercules. <laughs>
4: <laughs> yeah. I mean, it's funny because like, I hate Theseus and Jason so much that I give heracles a pass on a lot of things and apologies if i say heracles obviously your book is hercules but i have like a near inability because i've trained myself
5: my book is rather cheatingly both
4: okay Um, i like that
5: because i i objectively know that the greek is heracles uh so apologies to everyone that i use hercules but He's such a weird one for his name, the Latin, being so much more famous than the Greek.
4: Yeah, it's unique.
5: It's what I grew up with, and it's what it is in my head, so even when I'm having the, like, I know this objectively. So there is an in-book reason that he changes it over personally, and he makes that choice where he's like, actually, Hera is a bad person, and I don't want to be named after her. She's making me ruin my own life. So, I would like to take ownership of what I am called.
4: I love that. That's such a great way to do it.
5: Well, can you imagine being named after the person who I assume spoilers are going to be okay here? <laughs> yeah, I mean, I would say I've... there's comfortably no
4: spoilers for Heracles in my show. <laughs>
5: yeah, right? Like, the story is many thousands of years old, but I have had friends, like, physically recoil from me when I talk about it. I mean, no. If like, yeah. Okay, spoilers might still exist. I
4: mean, if you don't want to spoil book-specific things, that's on you. But like, the the myth itself, spoil away. Do say whatever you want. (laughs) Yeah.
5: Yeah, So, can you imagine being named after the person who makes you kill your entire family, or who you claim makes you kill your entire family, and then having to walk around and people being like, "Oh yeah, so how glory, right?"
4: (laughs) I was thinking about that recently because like for the listeners at the time of this recording, it's very conveniently like the same week I released uh, the episode about like the cultural history of Heracles. And so like the week after I released an episode about alchemene and sort of his origins. And so like I was reminded of that. And it's really interesting because it's like in terms of ancient sourcing, it's not we don't actually have that. Like I know there's a a really famous kind of anecdote that, like, oh, he had an original name and then they renamed him, like, a, the glory of Hera. But, like, actually, that's a quite late invention. And in terms of like Greek, ancient Greek sources, we don't really have that. So he was just always called the glory of Hera from like moment one, which is kind of like considerably more interesting and funny because I like to imagine it's like, it's almost like a jab by Alcmeni, being like, "Well, you know what? Like, I didn't ask for this. Like, I'm gonna name this son the glory of Hera. Like, it's her husband who did this to me. Like, I didn't want it. You know? Like, it. it I kind of like that idea." Uh,
5: so I have a, um, I have him starting with the original name Alcaeus, mm. and then Hera tries to kill him with the snakes at yeah. like three days old, and Alcmeni and Amphitryon are like. Maybe we should try and stem the flow of murder. Uh. <laughs> Stemming the flow of murder would be a good idea.
4: Yeah, that's even, that's valid. With... Yeah, I do like the name Alcaeus too. Like, it's a good story to have it that way. So I think it's really interesting to have like to look at both options. I mean, that's the most fun thing about Heracles, though. Too right, is like the the length of time that he was around as this enormously important hero means that like nothing is certain. Everything is a big old question mark in a way that like means you can kind of play around with it.
5: I don't know. At one point, I had an actual spreadsheet with how old old he was when he was doing various oh things. Oh my god! <laughs> because you can get away with things in myths that you can't get away in books.
4: Yeah. Uh, like how he was so supposed to be eighteen to pin... with the fifty daughters. Sorry, I just read that. There, this is going to be a problem in this episode. Is that normally I'm not like so deeply ingrained in a person's myth before I talk about their book. Uh, but I am right now.
5: (laughs) Uh, That is one of my favorite chapters and the one I have a cameo in is with the 50 daughters. Hell
4: yes! (laughs) Um,
5: It is one of my artier moments while simultaneously not being arty at all. (laughs) But yeah, there is a a lot of work to be done when you're actually mapping people's ages to be like, hmm, that's a lot of 12-year-olds getting married and I do not like it. Yeah, yeah. Let's. Let's try and get them up sixteen at least. Lean on it.
4: I mean, yeah, writing about Greek myth generally, like you have to make so many different decisions to just like stem the horror that is inherent with so many things today. Like I get it; it wasn't. They didn't see it as horrifying back then, but like you gotta now. You can't just you can't just write it straight as it was because that's awful.
5: Yeah. that's just like it's a lot of incels <laughs> I mean, yeah. At one point, someone mentioned to me, like, "Oh, we might put a family tree in the book," and I was like, <laughs> "We might not. We... <laughs> we might not want to know how closely related Alchemini and Amphitryon were."
4: I love that because, like, I like Heracles has got to be. Uh, I mean, I actually don't. What? How closely related are Alchemini and Amphitryon? Uh, I
5: think second cousins, probably. Okay. That's not too um, bad for Greek. I again had a family tree at one point. Yeah, it's not too bad for Greek, but <laughs> when you down. have to put adjectives on it, yeah, it's not It's not 10 out of 10. Yeah,
4: well, my favorite, like, and the thing I compare everything against is the fact that Hades is Persephone's uncle on both sides. So, you know, if it's not mm. that,
5: then you're doing great. <laughs> In Venice, Hades and Persephone don't have a lot of Children, famously, they don't have any children Um, in the original Greek mythology. Yeah, uh, So it's not like when Zeus's grandson and Zeus's daughters go around having kids. You're like,
4: I mean, yeah, they just got it. They love that inbreeding.
5: (laughs) So okay, so it doesn't count.
4: (laughs) No, I mean, they're they're all gods. It's all good. What was I going to say? Okay, there's just so many things about Heracles. So like. I'm just trying to decide how to guide the conversation. So I'm not just like yelling stuff at you because again, like I'm just, I just did so much weird research into like the depth of his story and like the sourcing on it. So it's, I went like very deep in a way that I don't normally. Um, But like, I mean, what, like, I don't even know what are your favorite characters. Tell me about how the, it's about everyone else. Like, how did you write it? What, what did you want to do?
5: So I, I had so much fun writing it in all the different characters yeah, it sounds because so much. they really work as a foil to like the idiocy that is heroism, <laughs> like some of the heroes do some quite heroic things and save quite a lot of lives, and some of them do some quite monstrous things and kill quite a lot of people. but can you just imagine going about your day and eating breakfast and then Hercules like drags a lions skin behind you and you're like, yep, it's a Tuesday, it's happening this week." <laughs> Getting to do the foil on what it must have been like to like be a person in a world where the gods are present and the monsters are present, but they're like not very present. Yeah. So it's unusual to come up against this like more than once in your life. But when it is your idiot cousin doing it all the time, is like, why? Uh Eurystheus who did not ask for the job. Right, did not ask for the job. Um and is absolutely my favorite for the first like he is the cause of the first silly story i know about greek myth is it the- which is when um with hiding in the jar yeah
4: good <laughs> i was like i'm gonna let you say it but yeah. i love it
5: <laughs> and so that love originally said uh you definitely did not hide in a jar <laughs> Which was incredible for the people who knew the story, but um, for the majority of people who didn't, they were like, what are these words in this order?
4: (laughs) But can't they, does not everyone just visualize the pottery in their head? That depiction that shows Heracles like holding the boar over the man in the jar? Because like, that's all I can see right now.
5: (laughs) So historically, one of my favorite games with all the pottery is trying to work out how and like what yoga Eurystheus is doing to fit in that jar. (laughs) He's like a cat. One of my friends studied archaeology and she pointed out that maybe the jar was buried and there was a whole human underneath. And she's definitely right, but my game is ruined.
4: (laughs) I mean, it's like those moments in Greek myth are some of my favorites.
5: I... I have a theory that um, Heracles was a bit like uh, Keira Knightley in the noughties, where if you could just put her in a film, the film would sell. <laughs> and people would just like cram him into any story where there was any space and be like, well, this is it. This mean, yeah. is a hook story now, and people like those. That's deeply uh, accurate. Which is my pet theory on why he's in the Argonauts for like three weeks <laughs> and then leaves.
4: I like that because I think I feel like that's as old as it gets too. like I, I, I'm trying to think if he's mentioned as an Argonaut in the Iliad because I love that too where it's like it was it was as early as possible where they were trying to slot Heracles in like he's so interesting in that way because like yeah. literally from day one of what we have of Greek myth he is like the big guy that everyone wants to emulate.
1: Visit livenation.com slash concertweek to learn more and plan your summer with Sean Paul, Sum 41, 30 Seconds to Mars, oh, and two-door cinema club.
2: Right here, right now. Find your beautiful new floor at Right Rug Flooring. Choose from thousands of in-stock styles ready for next day installation and all backed by the right price guarantee. Visit rightrug.com. That's R-I-T-E-R-U-G.com today to schedule a free in-home estimate or to find a location near you.
5: Yeah, I mean, Alkmini is really cool. Yeah. She just, is she's also really interesting for the fact that Herc has a childhood in a way that the other heroes kind of don't. They yes. show up largely adulted, ready to hero, whereas because Alkmini is very cool and has her shit together, uh, we get some Herc as child stories, and I think that's fascinating.
4: Yeah, so how did you handle Alkmini? Because... Like she really is so interesting and it's exactly right. Like he's the only one who gets a childhood, but also she's got to be one of the only ones that gets like a backstory before the impregnation.
5: (laughs) Uh, So I must be honest, Alcmini doesn't have a chapter. Um, This is at least in my version, Alcmini really believes him. Like she is in his corner through Mm. every awful thing he does. And it is this like facet of this idea of being a mother which I am not also of like I will support them to the help that I could not begin to fathom But she's there doing it and I was like I don't know how to write this without her becoming really shit
4: mm. yeah
5: <laughs> and taking away all the great things that she is and just like plastering over them with but isn't my son the best <laughs>
4: I mean, you know, yeah, that, that very much checks out. There's so many things where the women in Greek myth behave in those ways. And, like, you know, we can break down probably historically why that would have been. But it doesn't change the fact that that's what exists in the myths to work with.
5: Yeah. No, I I live in a world where I believe women are people. It's a very Weird. scandalous uh, opinion. Yeah. Yeah. Difficult. Horrifying. So it's quite fun writing a lot of their chapters trying to deal with like limited things available for them to do (laughs) they were doing them yeah so they were getting the things they wanted with the tools that they had
4: yeah okay tell me about the other women like that you have featured and how you handled them because there's so many women around Heracles
5: yeah so um, I mean you know there is a period in his life where there is like This adventure of the week where he goes on the adventure, he picks up a lover of whatever genre, kills the monster, the monster kills them, and then he names a city after them and goes home. And there's like a whole bunch of these in a line. I was like, I can't do all of these because, again, fiction, and I will get in trouble for this getting repetitive. But we get some of them to be like, hey, this was like the most magical thing that ever happened to me and I felt so safe. Because he's Hercules. He's Heracles. Oh, no. (laughs) But probably my favorite of the women to write was Megara, because obviously Megara has quite a lot to say. Yeah, And she really covers a big chunk of his life.
4: Yeah, okay, so I'm so curious about that, because I, I didn't look too deep recently. But as far as I can tell... Or have found, I guess, recent or whatever little I did go looking for recently. Phrasing this very weird. But basically, it seems like most of her story that exists in surviving sources is literally just Heracles killed her and their children in a fit of madness, right? But like, we don't actually have much surviving in terms of like them being married and her being alive, right?
5: So that was also quite fun for me to go like full fiction on. Yeah. So a lot of it is her, like, talking about her children, because they had eight.
2: Really? Um, I
5: think. Yeah, they had so many. So he, in the fit of Rage, he generally kills eight people. Uh, He kills ten people. Um, So then you get the, like, ten original labours, and then the plus two, because shenanigans. So I normally map that as, like... I mean, you're
4: not wrong. Oh, you know, the 12-year-old
5: in the background was helping you too much.
4: (laughs) Yeah, truly it is because of shenanigans. You're quite right.
5: (laughs) Um, But yeah, so I normally take it as like one labor, one person. Um, But they had a lot of kids together. So I have a fairly like, I mean, she's quite practical at this point because when she is doing her chapter, it's like a reasonable amount of time has passed. But also, like, do you remember the names of all of your children? Do you actually, (laughs) though? And that's... Because they're together almost before he's a hero, right? He's, like, killed a lion, but not the lion. Yeah, And he's just kind of some dude whose dad is Zeus.
4: (laughs) Which, there's a lot of them, too. (laughs) He's not special.
5: There's a lot. No, I mean, he has a prophecy, but that doesn't really... Whittle it down by very much, mm-hmm. but so her getting to describe what it might have been like to be married to him and what it was like trying to keep him in one place, big C or so, never really is a home after that. he bounces continuously, so it's a very particular moment in his life, and I think a really underexplored one because sources yeah. <laughs> And it kind of comes back to one of the things I've historically got the grumpiest about with mythology, where you get these like really broad sweeps, right? And then he was a shepherd for seven years. And we continue on with the story. Think about what you've done in the last seven years of your life. And how you would minimize that to a single sentence.
4: I mean, those are those are the things that are both like the most infuriating things about myth and also my favourites because I love the background on it, which is just that like it didn't matter because like they weren't worried about telling all the details or explaining all the answers to the questions that we would have today because they did not have the questions back then, you know, like everything serves such a different purpose. It's so interesting to think about. But also, yeah, definitely like infuriating if you are, you know, wanting to know all the details of his story or write a book about him. <laughs>
5: It's probably got me, what got me to want to write the book about him is me being like, I want to fill in the details. Yeah. What did they do on the Argo when they were sailing? I do not believe that 50 people sat on a boat in silence while they wrote.
4: <laughs> how, um. like, there's just so much of his story too. Like, how did you, did you want to fit in like as much as you could without it getting, you know, over the top? Or like, what, you know, what kind of were you thinking about in terms of, like how much of his story to shove into your book, <laughs> and I mean that positively.
5: I uh, I tried to shove in more than I was eventually allowed to shove in. There were a couple of what even then I called side quests that someone was like, "Is this adding anything?" And I'm like, flavor. Yeah, you're like, it is to me, but fine. <laughs> it makes me happy. Yeah. Um. Because yeah, getting every single Hercules story is totally impossible for like. The book is about 100,000 words. I think if I had a million, I couldn't do it. Um, and it would make no sense because what are timelines?
4: Well, yeah, exactly.
5: So going in, I've been Miss nerd forever because my name is Phoenicia and there is no escaping it. Um, so going in, I had a rough idea of the shape of it and what, like, the big kind of zones of his life I wanted to talk about are so the childhood the family why he does the labors the labors the post-labor revenge spree and then he gets quite old as a hero really and what that looked like and what that felt like and that was kind of the arc I don't deal with him after his like mortal death or after his death and whether he ascends to Olympus I cut it At his funeral pyre burning. because I don't know that he deserves to become a god. So I didn't want to write it. I respect this. Um, But, yeah, so I had these beats I wanted to hit. And there were a couple of big stories. I was like, these never get included. And these deserve to get included. Like what? So why does he do the labels? Why is... How does a king justify hiding in a jar? (laughs) Um, The... The night with the 50 women and the very boring, like monotonous bits of how do you even schedule that?
4: How many? Now, this is an important, an important question because there are so many options available to you in the ancient sources. How many nights does he have for the 50 women? One. Oh, you, you went with Pausanias. All right. Just the one. Okay. Just the one. Impressive.
5: I, I went classical. I feel like if it was multiple nights, there honestly would have been a mutiny in the middle. Um, Like that would have had to be to whip off the plaster and go, because otherwise people are going to stab him in his sleep.
4: Oh my gosh. I just read like uh, this Tuesday's episode at the time of this recording, uh, detailed all the different timelines. Cause like Pausanias said one day, Pseudo-Apollodorus goes with, I think, the seven somebody gave him a whole 50 which was nice of them um like it's that is generous yeah somebody oh no with pausanias also says it was only 49 because one didn't want to which i also respect like there's just so much happening oh yeah
5: only one yeah just one everyone else was into it
4: yeah 49 worked completely down obviously they all wanted babies by that hero i also love that it's literally only about babies in the mythology like did you make it about him just spawning a bunch of children too
5: um yeah so i made it i made them a combination of sisters and cousins because like
4: oh okay not not the whole 50 daughters
5: <laughs> ability to bear 50 children
4: yeah,
5: fair. um but yeah i made it about their dad wanting grandsons Bix, right. He's like, we only had girls. There were so many children in this generation and they're all girls. So it's him being like, Hercules couldn't possibly have a daughter. He's so manly.
4: <laughs> Biology. <Facts. laughs> I love that. I, uh, yeah, I mean, it's just, it, it, there's so many different pieces into Hercules' story that are so perfect in this way because they literally just like tacked on after the fact to like connect him to all these different people and places. And it makes it just so satisfyingly bizarre to try to read through.
5: It's one of the things I really love with the story is how it makes no sense. None. And everyone's like, yep, he's here now. He's doing it. Uh, Which means I cannot like read anything about him anymore because I see something and I'm inevitably like, oh, I should have put that in. The book is printed. It's on the shelves
4: oh I yeah I I can only imagine because he of all people he just has the most out of anyone by like you can't even fathom the difference in in terms of you know the content that he has but also like the complete lack of detail in most of the content and I think like I mean there's like a thousand years of people writing stories about him and then we come in 2,000 years after that and we think let's make a like a chronologically satisfying narrative and it's like that's impossible these people were writing things about this man for a thousand years like what do you think you could do with this
5: uh hope no one reads too closely (laughs) and or be forced to make a spreadsheet by your very meticulous editor
4: (laughs) i can't even imagine like I I started thinking about trying to make a list just for like podcast episodes and I was like no I don't care enough for me I'm just gonna because all I have to do is focus on like one aspect per episode anyway so I'm like it doesn't it doesn't it, like it's not worth the amount of time it would take because oh my god it would take so much time I can't imagine
5: yeah which is again why things kind of ended up in these zones and I'm like if the still we can go there Maybe he was 18 when he met the 50 daughters, but, you know, maybe he was 37. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, if his age is not very important to the story. It's going where it is.
4: Yeah, I mean, valid completely. So like, OK, one of the things I noticed in the copy, too, um, is like, it's funny because I, I know it's, it's all about marketing and stuff, too, but it just is completely like, well, it, I would hope so for Heracles. But it's that, it, you know, you've written it is a queer story as well. Which anyone who tries to straight wash Heracles is like doing something weird to mythology. Um, but how did you want to handle that? And, like, you know, obviously relationships with him are so kind of like, ah! So, <laughs> like, you know, what were you trying to do or wanting to do when it comes to his like more romantic relationships?
5: So, the like big one and kind of the, apart from the name, the thing I leaned on to make it set the story the most was Hylas. Good bigsy obviously like drops out of the argonauts to go mourn hylas but in every version i've ever read he meets hylas like on the argo or shortly before uh, Mm -hmm. shortly before bigsy kills his dad great way to meet a partner yeah it's
4: totally makes sense
5: yeah um and then he goes so but then he immediately takes a full year off being a hero to mourn him and that is such on hercules behavior it's very strange.
4: Mm-hmm.
5: So I've lengthened the timeline on that to like give a time where Hercules has a lover pre-hero, pre-interference, where he gets gets to be like an awkward teenager and not be very good at feelings, but have feelings and not be instantly afraid of killing them. <laughs> And I have a whole bunch of very complicated feelings with very modern words for what I think, especially my versions, exact like sexuality and romantic orientation might be. But broadly he has sex with men and women. I mean, yeah.
4: That's very Heracles. <laughs>
5: That's and the best way feelings. of saying it. Yeah. Very <laughs> Ooh, a post.
4: Yay! <laughs> I mean, yeah he's he's just so interesting so I don't know why this is the one that is just focusing in my head so much because he really barely plays a role in this story but the role he plays is one of my favorites and so did you talk at all about Alcestis and him wrestling death
5: um, Alcestis and Admetus yeah yes so that's actually quite a late edition. Um and I really enjoy it because I again have that quite close to the end. Uh, because, so I have that while he's married to uh, Danira and her being like, oh my god, husband, you're in your fifties. Why? (laughs) Why did you do this?
4: Sometimes you just have to wrestle death. I don't know.
5: Yeah, you know, go round to your friend's house for a dinner party. Yeah. Quick fisty cuff with death.
4: Heracles' role in that play is just so magnificently weird. Like his entire—I can only imagine how much fun it would be to write that because, like, everything he de- that he speaks to Admetus about is so weird, and it's just like so awkward and bizarre.
5: I genuinely don't believe he could have had like any real people skills by the end of it
4: mm-hmm. because
5: he must have walked into places in the idea that this is a real world where people really interacted like humans but he must have walked into places and immediately been met with either massive fawning of oh my god you're big hero man you're so famous or oh my god you are big murderer man you're going to kill me and everyone i love and there's no in between which doesn't give you nuance for learning how to talk to other people yeah that's so true
4: (laughs) i feel like it's so evident in the
5: Alcesta's play too (laughs) so I really do imagine him like even quite late in his life walking into places and be like I am (laughs) hurt what have you got for me today
4: (laughs) so what was your like I don't know favorite bit to write I guess or like what is the most ridiculous that you know you want to share and not leave to be unspoiled or I don't know I just I love all the weirdness of clearly like your book is weird and that's what I was really drawn to so I just want to hear more about
5: that (laughs) mythology is weird it is and I
4: think people don't make it weird enough so that's why I was so thrilled it is so weird
5: my favorite one that I didn't kind of know about in advance was working through the 11th or 12th labor when he goes to steal Cerberus from Hades Mm Mm-hmm and Hades' reaction to Hercules showing up in his house and being like, yeah, Zeus said I have to take your dog. And Hades is being like, I'm down here. We all know I got the worst of the three lots. We all know my wife leaves for like X number of months in the year. And now my brother is sending his fucking son to steal my dog.
4: I mean, you know, it's, it's very on point. Very Zeus.
5: Very Zeus. <laughs> That uh, so you get this whole tranche of the labours where he just gets sent to steal things because Eurystheus doesn't give a shit. Eurystheus just kind of wants Hercules to die. <laughs> um, but doing people's reactions when this hero shows up in their house and is like, can I have this treasure that's been in your family for generations? <laughs> no? Okay, well now I'm going to kill you.
4: <laughs> I mean, like... Yeah, I- okay. Trying to present myth as if there are real people doing it has got to be one of the most fun things in the world because it is just so absurd.
5: I really love it because I'm doing everything from everyone's point of view. You almost get to like drive the characters like they're stolen cars. (laughs) Like they only need to get through this chapter, but they have to fully justify to themselves why what they're doing is the right thing to do.
4: Yeah,
5: Everyone thinks their behaviour is reasonable. Yeah. Or, or justified. One of the two. Uh, sometimes when you're doing unreasonable things, you do know you're being unreasonable. But then you're like, but they did this to me. So actually. Um, so various people justifying, like, I'm going to start a war because, Kex notes, his grandfather stole my grandfather's horses. <laughs> and that's very important. Because of my honor. (laughs) I realized the checking my watch gag is not going to work on a talk.
4: (laughs) I didn't even think about that. You brought it up, though. Now they know.
5: (laughs) It's very important for me.
4: I, okay, I'm just now thinking about like all the most absurd moments. So one of my favorites, I'm debating which one to ask you about first. Real quick, because my favorite part is how real quick this element of his story is. Did you include the crab when he's fighting the Hydra?
5: Yeah. Good. Uh, so this is not going to like podcast work. The background of my computer currently is um, a really bad uh, MS paint brewing I made of the Hydra and the crab with a heart <laughs> around them that says BFFs forever.
4: <laughs> it's all about the crab.
5: It's all about the crab. I love the
4: crab so much. I just love, I love the cancer. Well, I love the crab. I think it's funny. I don't, like, I love the, the myths of the Zodiac. I don't know anything about, you know, Zodiac today. And I'm fine with that. Um, but I am a cancer and I care about that explicitly and only because of the crab. And the fact that it is the most silly myth from all of the Zodiac. And I just love it so much.
5: So I am a Leo, which again, I don't know a whole lot with um, Zodiac stuff. But one of my favorite things around the world is seemingly no one who has ever carved a statue of a lion has seen a lion. (laughs) It doesn't matter where you are in the world. That lion is derpy. Um, So I love having the lions in the cover of the book to be like, they're my derpy lions. (laughs) i just recently Uh, i actually think these lions are really excellent and i'm not dissing (laughs) them
4: i recently saw a a pottery depiction of the chimera and it is the derpiest lion ever but also with a goat and a snake so it's just really peak what you're talking about
5: some of the hydra pottery as well Mm -hmm. gets very derpy how do you draw this many heads where do they come out of (laughs)
4: What do all the heads look like if you can't have that much detail? <laughs> like Mythology is always weird. It's always weird because at its core, it's about explaining something without using science, you know, like, and it's just so much yeah. fun for that. Like I'm trying to think I wanted to, there was two that I wanted to bring up. Oh, the other most, the silly one that I would love to hear how you handled or, or like what your thoughts are on like, how one of his labors is just about cleaning out stables like he goes from doing all these really impressive he things he doesn't
5: even do it
4: no he doesn't he just releases a river and the river does it for him like he's a lazy butt but like it's so weird
5: <laughs> in fairness it does get discounted for him not doing it but that's You're true as right. you who sets them as like you, you didn't do a good job did you? you A. accepted payment and then B. Heated, so actually fuck you. <laughs> um yeah, I have that as being Eurystheus. Can you tell he's my favourite? Um, him being like, I am sick of feeding this guy glory. This guy does not deserve more glory. What's the worst thing I can make him do that Zeus is not going to kick up a fuss about?
4: I mean, it's just so silly. Like, they're all I don't know. I mean, mythology is so fun and silly like i'm trying to think of all the other things that heracles does because he just does too many things do you have him over with um in the east
5: yeah um of course i do i was not letting go of those stories in a million years good (laughs) Uh, so again on things that are not ancient sources but my favorite things in the world there's a like 17th-ish century German painting of Hercules in all of Onfale's clothes looking incredibly done with this shit. (laughs) And just about every representation of him in that time is just like what's happening and why am I here?
4: I love that because she often looks like so badass in his. Like she's just like a fucking queen. And then yeah. And then he's like angry. Just angry.
5: I think that's really cool as well, because he almost kind of like chases off the end of the map when he's out there. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's a place where he's suddenly not very famous again. So I think half the reason this can happen when he's out there is that there's not this huge public outcry that like, oh, my God, what's he doing?
4: Right.
5: And he's suddenly back to being the little guy. And obviously also the gods told him he had to because he did another murder. So whoops.
4: Which murder was it that led him out there?
5: Uh, Iphetus.
4: Right. That makes sense. Yeah. Just so many murders
5: to keep track yeah. of. Yeah. And so many I names. Oh my god, like, yeah. <laughs> the Iphetus, Iphocles, Ioli, Iolus are like my constant death spiral of I'm like, going to screw these up.
4: Well, also like, Imagine, too, if we didn't, you know, include the h that didn't exist in the ancient Greek, right? Because then you'd also like it wouldn't be an i, but you'd still have like eyeless in terms of the sounds yeah. like could be could be worse, I guess is all I'm saying
5: <laughs> be worse I think I think George Foreman called all of his sounds George. Oh, like wow. five of them. that all called George. So it could always be worse.
4: Yeah. I wonder how they go about naming. Actually, did you write in how they would go about naming the 50 children that he would have from 50, sleeping with 50 women?
5: I don't have the naming system. I do have the discussion between all of them of their opinions about Hercules and what it's like to live in a house with 50 pregnant women.
4: (laughs) Did you have him like living with them afterwards?
5: In and out. A heart shaped yeah. hole in the wall. Perfect. Like <laughs> once again, you don't stick around after that. No,
4: no. I, they yeah. are
5: going to kill you. You know, that that chapter, they each have a bullet point. So it's very spinny for so like the different feelings about it as they're happening and how much you can get in a single line.
4: Yeah.
5: I mean it, I can't say they all have huge, huge emotional depth. There is only so much a line can do. I just There's probably a great story where someone just zooms in on that. It's just like, this is the book. Yeah. This is their experience, tying in at this point and then diverging again.
4: Oh my gosh. So like, did you, do you have a list of like how many characters you managed to cover?
5: Yeah, so it's in the book. Oh, Every named character, I think, is in the back of the book. Um, it's, like, four pages long. Amazing. Uh, two, four, no, I lie, it is seven. <laughs>
4: so did you name the 50 you women? I think it was
5: for and A4. <laughs> no. Um, I already had to do some Googling for various characters of, like, ancient Greek names. So they had something broadly in world I think me trying to do that for 50 different people because I don't know that there's a good list of all of them
4: no there is no list that's why I was like if you did I've got questions so yeah it would have been a real feat if you had managed to do that
5: (laughs) yeah I think then you just start working down the alphabet and you're like yeah like in Bridgerton and then you have to go around twice (laughs) or not really because of the letters that don't exist and then the letters that yeah. exist but
4: yeah i mean this greek has less letters fewer mm. letters in english even so
5: <laughs> i i learned with my beta readers i have this really bad habit when i read books where if i see a character's name and i don't recognize it i assume they're irrelevant and i just immediately forget it until they become relevant to me so i assumed <laughs> that everyone did that and my beta readers were like i started keeping a list to work out who these people were and they only appear once and I'm like, uh, oh, I'm the strange one.
4: Oh, I think I would know. 100% be like you are like absolutely just gloss right over it but I, I mean I've learned recently like the different ways that people read because I read very haphazardly unless I'm like reading for the podcast and I actually have to pay attention but if I'm just reading a novel like yeah I am reading fast I am like skipping every few words when i know they're not important like and then yeah sometimes i'm like 10 pages and i'm like shit who was that character again i guess i have to figure out their name i hoped they were irrelevant like yes
5: (laughs) they recently set a new record for how far i've got for a book before i realized i've read it before (laughs) it's 340 pages
4: (laughs) how many pages was the book it got to
5: the big 360 okay There was the big twist ending and I got there and I was like, oh, was that this one? I thought that was like two books ago.
4: (laughs) That's wonderful.
5: So I'm a monster is the uh, takeaway here.
0: This is it.
1: Visit LiveNation.com slash ConcertWeek to learn more and plan your summer with Sean Paul, Sum 41, 30 Seconds from Mars, oh, and Two Door Cinema Club.
2: Right here, right now. Find your beautiful new floor at Right Rug Flooring. Choose from thousands of in-stock styles ready for next day installation and all backed by the right price guarantee. Visit RightRug.com. That's R-I-T-E-R-U-G.com today to schedule a free in-home estimate or to find a location near you.
4: Prometheus did you have him with Prometheus sorry <laughs>
5: Uh I don't have him in Prometheus because I don't have any um immortal points of view
4: Right in a hook Okay I like that
5: Um so it's with him and Prometheus um it's just him and Prometheus So there's a bunch of stuff where he's just with the immortals that I don't have it because fundamentally I did not want to deal with uh Writing the War with the Giants, the amount of backstory to explain the war with the Giants was going to be like, are yeah. you got series?
4: That is not worth your time,
5: yeah, and again, Prometheus is like he screws up the timeline as well, because uh, I swear to God people use Prometheus and Atlas at various points like semi interchangeably.
4: hmm,
5: I don't have him with Prometheus. It might be referenced. His interaction with Atlas is referenced.
4: I mean, that's fair. That one's fun.
5: Yeah. Well, also, one of my favorite things to talk about is how he inevitably has a lot of scars. <laughs> and that doesn't really get mentioned either. But one does not simply do the labors and come out being like, yes, I'm in a skincare ad now. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I just am sort of
4: totally caught up in this idea of just treating it all like it's so real like it like what would actually happen to a person dealing with all of that because it isn't it doesn't really come up much in the myth you know you just kind of like like well he's a hero he's fine or like especially now like people have all these different ideas about what being like a quote-unquote demigod means right but like there was no rule about what that did or did not mean in greek myth It, it they almost never used the word at all like it just is completely kind of irrelevant and it just is entirely like a person specific situation.
5: for so being a son of Zeus, he definitely gets like the biggest compliment powers.
4: Yeah. He has the most because of anyone. I
5: find. But... Yeah. But like a lot of the sons of other and often like quite minor deities get these really cool flashy, like superhero powers. Like, Oh, okay. You can walk on water but the Sons of Zeus don't tend to really have very much. They're just... Oh. Yeah,
4: I mean, he has, um, like, the super strength, which is more than most of the other guys get, at least.
5: And I, again, love writing about child Hercules dealing with having super strength. Oh my gosh, yes! I, I have a goddaughter who is six, and she is really great, and obviously not Hercules, But even then, the amount of force a six-year-old can exert on you when they're not paying attention is (laughs) mind-blowing. Like, because they're used to being smaller than everyone else, so they just grab and pull you're like, okay, I'm going in this direction.
4: (laughs) Yeah, so, like, how much of his childhood did you focus on? Like, I mean, I don't know, tell me more about writing Child Hercules.
5: It has, like, three-ish chapters. Depends where you count his childhood attending. Fair. Um, but you know, he kills his music teacher. Yeah. Uh, and I spend quite a lot of time on that. Partly because his music teacher is the brother of Orpheus. Yeah. And I really had fun with that. Um, and the various like comparisons between what it's like to be Hercules' brother and what it's like to be Orpheus's brother. And I <laughs> I will, no matter what I do, always be known as his brother. <laughs> uh, but I spent quite a lot of time in the run-up to that, to be like, this is his first real act of violence, and this is the first taste you get of it. And it's the only one he doesn't blame Hera for. It's like, I fucked up. Yeah. I threw
4: and a chair. <laughs> I think,
5: he, he said I had clumsy fingers. <laughs> <Aww>. <laughs> I think there's um there's a quote where his soul is described as too sluggish to play music, <laughs> which is equal parts really funny. But as a person who's functionally tone deaf, you identify with what that. Is saying <laughs> about my soul.
4: I mean, as somebody who sings the title of her podcast, despite the fact that she has absolutely horrific singing voice, like I get it i get it I, I wish i'd never started doing that but i did and now i'm stuck with it so
5: <laughs> committed now <laughs>
4: yep just i just make it happen just pretend like people aren't listening to me do that every time
5: <laughs> in fairness they've got this far, they're probably okay with it
4: oh my god someone recently left a review complaining about it and i'm like do you think i think i'm good like is that why you're complaining do you think I think I'm a talented singer? Because it's a fucking joke. Like, it's also like two seconds of every episode. Like the idea of putting a complaint about my singing in was like, it was so over the top and silly. We're like, okay, dude, get a
5: grip. <laughs> a worthy man to spend so many hours of both of our time on.
4: <laughs> I mean, I love it because I feel like just just the the, the way you've gone about it feels so similar to... Like the reason I started the podcast, which is just that I don't think that anyone comments on the silliness of Greek myth enough. Like it is so silly. And like most of my show is about also feminism, but I really want to emphasize the silly because it's so fun. And I think we've given it this like this idea that it should be like revered only because of the brilliance of the ancient Greeks. And it's like, nah, they thought it was silly too. like, let them be silly.
5: I one hundred percent blame the Victorians for this. Oh, this yeah. is absolutely like the Victoria the, they got really into it for so, the classics, so they cleaned it up, they made it boring, they made it all about nobility, and they took away the fact that these are pub stories, a lot yes, of them.
4: Like Yeah, I mean some of the stuff Heracles does, no question. The one the thing though, like separate from him that always comes to mind when I want to think about the inherent silliness that you just can't you can't gloss over like if you want to try to make this serious you're losing it is the Homeric hymn to Hermes where like as a fucking baby he steals a bunch of cattle and like does all this other weird shit and you're like if you think that they were writing this not to be like silly drunk weirdos like you're just wrong
5: No, actually, it was very important to invent um, musical instruments by pulling things from the floor and sticking them together. That's mean, how invention was.
4: Sometimes a baby just finds a tortoise, thinks, oh my god, it's so cute, steps on it, kills it, and makes a liar. Like, that. sometimes that's just how life happens, okay? It's not funny at all.
5: Sometimes babies do crime. And actually, we should think about the children. <laughs>
4: It's just, I mean, and yeah, like there's so much Heracles in that too. Like the snakes thing. Like uh, uh, when I first covered Heracles on the podcast, I know it was like really early days. And so I was really surface level, but I remember how much I focused on Disney's Heracles or her. Of course, that's the time I'm going to say Hercules is Disney. No, Disney's Hercules, which like, I think it came out when I was like 10. Like it is so in my wheelhouse that i just connect it so much but it also i would argue this and i think i have really strong evidence that it is the most mythologically accurate like piece of classical reception movie or like at least mainstream movie like it is legit Hercules is story it <laughs> but like the actual things that happened like compare it to like the rocks Hercules or that other weird one or the show like in terms of things that Hercules actually did in the mythology Disney has the most of it
5: uh it also has (laughs) at her super chat yes it Um, also is
4: so clever
5: (laughs) so good so I'm the uh I'm the youngest of four kids and me and my brother watching Disney's Hercules was the only time anyone watched a VHS enough to inspire my mother to pull the tape out of a VHS. <laughs> That's wonderful. We, uh, and then also we were allowed to name a cat. I mean, we did watch it back to back.
4: Because it's great.
5: Uh, yeah, we were allowed to name a cat together and we couldn't make a decision because we were four and five. Uh, so the cat was called Hercules Kipper. <laughs> the next cat was just called Pegasus oh well that's great except
4: I mean well I mean that that is I think Disney's one of their biggest flaws
5: but you know what baby Hercules holding baby Pegasus is so cute that I'm not taking it away from that film
4: absolutely it is ingrained in my brain for life
5: (laughs) that might have been my single bit biggest disappointment when I started reading about myths I was pretty broadly delighted by all of the violence and the silliness, but learning that Pegasus wasn't with Hercules was actively saddening.
4: Or Perseus. Like, I just feel like the amount of brainwashing that we went through as, like, generations over who was actually involved with Pegasus is wild.
5: Actually, Pegasus was a free horse. It's
4: just like... Ask any old person on the street to name who Pegasus was actually ridden by, and like zero people are going to have the answer.
5: (laughs) Yeah, Yeah, I've heard it was Perseus a lot. It's Belafonte, right?
4: Yeah, yeah, it's only him. And like because I know
5: approximately nothing else about just Pegasus. it's
4: It's Pegasus and Chimera is basically all you have to know. But the Chimera is underrated.
5: Yeah, because he's really early in the timelines that do exist. And then I'm like, if I'm looking at early heroes, I'm going to talk about Cadmus again.
4: (sighs) The problem with Cadmus is there's just literally nothing
5: until very
4: late, very bizarre sources, which I do love. I mean, I think I have demonstrated
5: that I am not so worried about that.
4: No, no. But but it's also fun. Like, that's what it feels like with, with Hercules, too. Like, how did you... How did you deal with sourcing? Like, I know it seems like you went with a lot of Apollodorus, which you'd have to because it's, like, the only one that really details everything in, like, one cohesive place. But were there any other, like, or, like favorite sources you had? Weird ones?
5: They went not fully pick them. and mix with it. Like, taking any of the... Like, There is no one source which really does the whole thing because... Mm of everyone's tendency to cram him into random stories <laughs> yeah um so and there is already so many characters going on that if i could find an option to use an old character and bring them back in rather than introduce phil T. it's like was going to do that <laughs> yeah um so it's a real real mixture of stuff i think there's some ovid in there There's some things which just seem to be rumours that I've, like, seen constantly mentioned in places and no one has a reference for it. uh, So, I have Aeolus lighting his funeral pyre. A bunch of stuff mentions that there are some sources that say this. Nothing lists the source that says this.
4: Interesting.
5: Yeah, so if you ever find a lead on who actually said that for the first time, it has been driving me wild.
4: Uh, There are, I have, um, I have some of the most detailed source books and I really wanted, normally they're right here, but they're in the other room. And now I'm so curious. Is there anything that you really like, I don't know, what, I just want, if you want to share anything more about the book itself or like your process or just things that really made you so happy or really nerdy things that you want to share I just would love to hear anything
5: oh there's so much I know and it's also uh, hard for when tiny I details <laughs> um yeah for tiny details finding out that one of Jason's epithets actually epithets as a whole I love epithets uh but one of jason's epithets translated as helpless <laughs> which is so very jason
4: so accurate helpless I love useless
5: that for him i'm <laughs> uh one of Herc's epithets was um Capilita, because this is not in the book because i could not find an actual mention of the story that gave him this title um but because once he theoretically ate an entire cow which again very hurt
4: <laughs> magnificent uh this just made me think of it because of the jason comment did you did you have hercules saving theseus from the underworld
5: yeah hell yeah uh, that led to the strangest email i have ever written in my life Because the copy editors flagged a sentence to be like, "Uh, in the sentence, they were staring at us, what does they refer to? And I had to respond with, that's the bit of Theseus's bodies. Those ones you just don't expect to write down
4: that reminds me so my copy editors flagged something and I realized it didn't even like the fix didn't even get it into the end book so I think the mistake is in there but like I was writing about uh Zeus and Leda, and how yeah. she gave birth to two eggs and four children but like only two were twins and only two were the children of Zeus and it absolutely does not actually work with what you would think it should be and so they were like They tried to correct it so that it was like two sets of twins. And I was like, I know that biologically you want it to be two sets of twins, but I assure you it's not. Eggs. (laughs) Yeah. I was like, I know that the eggs is enough of a stretch for you, but like
5: Helen and Clytemnestra are not twins. (laughs) My general interpretation of that is that uh, Clytemnestra, Castro, and Pollux were all in one egg. And then Helen was like, luxuriating the other one.
4: I mean, that checks out, but then it still doesn't solve the problem of the twins.
5: (laughs) (laughs) Biology, who needs it?
4: Trying to explain things to copy editors when you're like, I'm sorry, it's just Greek myth, is one of the most joyful and most ridiculous experiences.
5: Yeah, trying to find a way of describing the um, the story of Hercules' death without using some really bad um, innuendos for semen was really difficult. Because <laughs> uh, I refused to use the word seed. I refused to.
4: Okay, now, but like, the poison shirt? Like, what? Uh, well, I'm trying to think of when you would use seed. What am I rem- misremembering? Is it like the seed on um, the shirt? No, because it's his blood, right? Yeah, so
5: it's the mixture of the blood and the semen. Right! Um, again, there is... Right! And I was very insistent that it had to be this mixture because it's mm-hmm. so shit.
4: Yeah, yeah, no, I um, remember that and now. We...
5: Yeah. <laughs> and we know heroes don't get good deaths. No. They don't get good endings. They get lame endings. And Herx is the lamest. Like sure, Jason was hit by a rotten plank, and that's really embarrassing.
4: (laughs) Theseus was like kicked off a cliff, wasn't he? No, nothing's a seaman shirt. Nothing is is ridiculous. (laughs) Nothing. A centaur's yeah. Achilles
5: did okay, but Achilles was like fully in a war, so yeah,
4: yeah, that's different. Yeah,
5: yeah. People laugh at the ankle, but in the scheme of death.
4: no, that's true. Like. Odysseus is so bad, and also I like to pretend that the source doesn't exist at all, so I won't even say it. Like, I'm just yeah, they all they're ridiculous. Yeah, Bellerophon fell off of Pegasus, which
5: is the best.
4: Thank you. Okay, so I I once, I'm turning this into Cadmus show, but you said up front that you wanted me to. Um. My favorite thing about it Cadmus is, is death. It is absolutely the best. So like listeners Cadmus and Harmonia were transformed into snakes by Ares and then they lived out their lives as snakes. And it's great. But a, uh, people have mentioned that to me and been like, Oh, it's a punishment because of the whole, like, cause he killed Ares dragon thing, but it is not, it is actually like the only instance of a transformation like that, that is actually explicitly like a saving moment. Like, their family is so cursed everything's gonna blow up it's gonna be awful forever and they are literally blessed by the gods by being transformed into like a sacred animal that can live between life and death and they just get to live together like that forever theirs is the fucking best
5: absolute best ending best story best people
4: yeah it's literally also, happily like, advocates cap- his throne no one
5: abdicates their throne no 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 like
4: Cadmus is a good fucking guy. (laughs) He's
5: a good guy. Um, Though what he did in the years he worked for Ares is again, like he spent seven years working for Ares. That's fine.
4: Like even that bit, like that Ares even had him do that, is still is also so fragmentary. And yeah, like there's literally nothing about it. Like his story is just generally
5: so lacking. can you imagine what Ares does with a like mortal in his house? It was just like you're here now. See, I it love It seemed Ares. like a good idea when I demanded it.
4: Yeah, like I, I think he'd be kind Ares. of at a loss. Good, thank you. Most, a lot of people do not give Ares a credit he's due, but like he's he's a pretty chill guy. I like him. So yeah, like I like to think he'd be like, oh, I guess I have to entertain you.
5: Yeah, and I stand behind Aphrodite and Ares as the like good love story.
4: Thank you. Thank you.
5: I support
4: it. I just think it's necessary. Uh, and also the
5: fact that The the fact that Zeus once referred to Ares as the most detestable of all his children.
4: (laughs) I just, Ares is so underrated. Ares and Aphrodite generally together. So underrated. I absolutely love this episode and also we have been wild and that is (laughs) incredibly fun. I don't even know. Did we talk about, I guess we just generally talked about what the book is about because it's just about Hercules in his entire life.
5: Yeah, when people ask me in my life what the book's about, I say Hercules, and it's a weird conversation, killer The answer is so short. I mean... Yeah, I I imagine my tone throughout this will have given away. It is quite silly. It treats the tragedies as tragedies, but it treats a lot of the dumb stuff in the middle as the dumb stuff in the middle. Damn right. Um. Because that's the way it be.
4: Yeah!
5: Hercules go uh, smash, smash. <laughs>
4: I just love that. I really think that that is what he has deserved.
5: Um, but yeah, the more I'm asked to describe it, the worse they become at describing the book. They end up back on. But Hercules in it.
4: Yeah. No, I like that. Um, Hercules smash smash.
5: I think my big takeaway is just that he is like, so much more than the labors.
4: Yeah. Yeah. I mean, and, and it's so interesting beyond the labors, everything that happened. So that's so wonderful.
5: Yeah, because The labors, for my hot take, get really repetitive. Yeah. It's like, Killed Oh, the animal. what's he killing today? Yeah. <laughs> Man eating horses. Boyfriend's the week gets eaten by horses.
4: Yeah.
5: pounds a City names it after him.
4: Yep. It you happens. You gotta.
5: Yeah, the the apples are, are actually quite interesting, but I again really enjoy describing. It's really lame. Like, I could have sent you to the market to buy apples, but instead, you're doing this with your year. <laughs>
4: I forgot that's one of them. Just literally go get the apples of the Hesperides, isn't it? It's just that.
5: Yep. Pick up (laughs) some apples. Pick up a dog.
4: At least the dog is three-headed. Like, he's scary. He's in the underworld. But yeah, go get these golden apples, would you? They only grow in this one place. There's some hot nymphs there. Have at it.
5: They only belong to the person who hates you the most in all of the world.
4: Totally. Yeah, not an issue. Won't be a problem. I love that.
5: So why Hera hates him the most is, I think, an underexplored question. And I don't really go into it that much in the book, so I can't complain.
4: Like, do you think, do you mean beyond, like, just him being one of Zeus's many children that's not by her?
5: Yep. Because she is especially out for him. She is, yeah. Zeus's many children who are not by her. Like, yeah. And their theories about it, but also maybe she just needed a hobby.
4: <laughs> I mean, yeah, like I that's what I love about myth so often is like there's often not an explanation for something being so unique. And that's kind of fun. Like she just hated him more than anyone else.
5: Something about his face.
4: Yeah. You know, just sometimes sometimes you're just going to absolutely hate a child from the very second. Actually, no, ab- sometimes you're just going to hate a child from before the moment that they're even born. <laughs>
5: Oh, yeah, right? Like, I'm not going to let him be born.
4: Yeah. Or I'm no, going to wait. I'm going to
5: make my mate starve all childbirth.
4: Yeah, until I can avoid him being at least this one thing. Like, at l- the very least, we can make sure Eurystheus is the king, okay?
5: And that will not give Eurystheus a complex in any way, shape, no, no, or
4: form. No. That will not affect his life at all.
5: That <laughs> uh, He is going to grow up well-rounded and uh, great belief in
4: himself. <laughs> or, like, his brother, like, poor Iphicles.
5: Like, do you talk much about him? I, yeah, he has a few chapters because he is... He lives quite a long time in the scale of people who value Hercules. Yeah. But he also um, is quite reasonable while being quite heroic. And that's quite a big contrast. Uh, but my, And he is Iolaus's dad and... Anyone having to be Aeolius' dad amuses me greatly. Like, <laughs> the 12-year-old, he's like, I want to go visit my uncle while he does penance for murder. Because his parents being like, what have we done? What's wrong with this child?
4: I'm going to help him kill the Hydra.
5: <laughs> for my birthday. <laughs>
4: Oh, that's wonderful. Yeah, I just, yeah, I love the idea of treating these as the funny things and ridiculous things that they are. So I'm very glad that you've done it.
5: Again, look at pottery and you see Hercules literally booping the Nemean lion stick. Like, this the, isn't...
4: the Heracles pottery is truly, like, peak fun. Like, the him sailing around in the bowl is one of my favorites there's one of athena offering him a drink and he's just so like chill wearing his lion's head like yes like i'll have a little bit more thank you like there it's just the absurdity in his pottery is perfect
5: he also only comes in two shapes i found in statues he is like a perfect square Mm. um and then in pottery he has the tiniest waist and then the biggest booty (laughs) incredible,
4: I mean he loves the squats, I guess big squat guy,
5: I mean he has to get between all of these places. he just like roams around somehow. Yeah.
4: <laughs> logic just did not come into it. That's the fun, no logic at all,
5: yeah, it was also threatened with maths, and I think everyone realized we did not want to deal with.
4: Mats. oh my God, yeah, no, don't even try, don't even try, not with mythical locations. <laughs>
5: Yeah. Fine. Um. They walked. There were boats.
4: Yeah. They figured it out. I don't don't worry about there it were horses. Don't worry about it. Ooh, look, <laughs> Distraction. I'll kill somebody. Oh, I love it. Well You made me do it. <laughs> well, yeah, no, no. He never wants to do it himself. No, no. It's always somebody else. Yeah. Uh well this has been so much fun. Do you wanna tell my listeners where they can follow you and find more? And like obviously Herc is available wherever you get your books.
5: Yep. Uh which I am taking endless joy from being able to say in all good bookstores. Nice. Uh you can find me at That Phoenicia, which I'm sorry for the spelling. Um it's felt like it is on the book. Uh on most of the social medias, Instagram, the one formerly known as Quetta threads. Um, and uh, at com.
4: Wonderful. I'll link to some things in the episode, as the description as well, so they can find you. And also your name will be written in the episode, so they can type it. Yeah.
5: You would be surprised.
4: I mean, yeah, I get it. My name is Oliva, not Olivia. So I promise uh. I get it. <laughs>
5: I tried telling people it was like Phoenix for a while, and then I got the spellings with an X in it, and I'm like, I can see why this happened as a result (laughs) of my action.
4: (laughs) (laughs) Um, Thank you so much for doing this. It's been so much fun, clearly, like manic, ridiculous levels of fun.
5: Thank you for having me. Yeah, and talking the pure chaos that is Herc. I hope it is editable and something that makes any sense.
4: I mean, it will be. And also, like, I like that my episodes are often chaotic because I think it really shows my ADHD brain and people just have to deal with that. And also, you're right, Herc is chaotic. So this episode will be too.
5: (laughs) Yep. It's the bag of stories, in it?
4: Yeah. Thank you all so much for listening, as always. I mean, honestly, this was just like I said, it was so much fun. We had such a great chat. I just love talking about the absurdity that is Greek myth. I, it was such a joy. We started out, you know, the episode starts with me talking about how I got an email from Phoenicia's publicist with just like the copy from this book. And I was like, oh my God, I am so sold on this. Like, it is all that I want. I want the silliness of Greek myth. And this is where it is found. So huge thank you to Phoenicia for coming on the show. Thank you to all of you for listening. And, you know, check out the book, Hark. It's available now. Let's talk about Myths Baby is written and produced by me, Liv Albert. Michaela Smith is the Hermes to my Olympians, perhaps more colloquially known as the assistant producer. The podcast is hosted and monetized by iHeartMedia. Listen on Spotify or wherever you get your podcasts and help me continue bringing you the world of Greek mythology and the ancient Mediterranean by becoming a patron where you will get bonus episodes and more. Visit patreon.com/mythsbaby or click the link in this episode's description. Thank you all. You are the absolute best. I, I have every intention of being back with you on Tuesday with a brand new episode that is hopefully good, and hopefully I have a voice that I can record that long for without coughing up a lung. COVID is still around, everyone. Mask up. Keep immunocompromised people safe. I am Liv, and I love this shit. <laughs>
1: Visit livenation.com slash concertweek to learn more and plan your summer with Sean Paul, Some 41, 30 seconds from Mars, oh, and two-door cinema
2: club. Right here, right now. Find your beautiful new floor at Right Rug Flooring. Choose from thousands of in-stock styles ready for next day installation and all backed by the right price guarantee. Visit rightrug.com. That's R-I-T-E-R-U-G.com today to schedule a free in-home estimate or to find a location near you.
3: Thank <music>